For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It is a Friday. Hope all will have a spectacular Father's Day on Sunday. Really a great weekend. You know when Father's Day's here, you know what's up, right? Camps are right around the corner. Your favorite sports are kicking ass. You're getting ready for college football. I can't wait for the college football season. I can't wait to really see what the baseball season shakes out. How about the Phillies actually starting to look like a baseball team? Starting pitching, we'll catch them in the end. I hate to be that dude. You know I am at times. But pitching will get that team in the end like it has the last 10 years. But let's see what happens. Wild cards are there for a reason now. That extra wild card round now gives you an opportunity to stay engaged with your favorite baseball team. And then we get into July. And we get to the 4th of July, and we're ready to rock and roll for the football season. Chris, you're right. How about the Yankees, man? Chris, the Yankees are on pace right now for 120 wins. It'd be the most wins in baseball history. It would take out that Seattle team of a couple years back and also the 27 Yankees. I mean, they're playing as good a baseball as they've played in a long time. But here's typical Yankee fan. You ready? Hey, way to win June. Congratulations, New York. Hey, you win June. Nobody wins championships in June. I don't – playing great ball. Way to go, man. You get a pat on the back for that. It's Yankee baseball, guy. There's a reason you got 47 pennants and 27 world champions hanging up in that stadium. It's not to win June. Hey, congratulations, you won June. Whatever, dude. Hey, and, <laughs> Yankee fan – We don't root for American League East crowns or American League pennants. It's World Series or not. That's a standard that's set. And speaking of standards, last night, a standard's being set by Steph Curry. I'm going to, by the way, I see the new Eagle logo's not going over well. (laughs) 28, yes. Yeah, Chris. Hey, hey, Chris. Forgive me. I forgot the Girardi. Hey, Chris, I forgot the Girardi title. My bad. I forgot the Girardi title. My bad there, man. Anyway, hey, a, a standard is being set now in Golden State. I was so happy we got um, Rick Barry on yesterday. Steph Curry, top 10 all time. Let me get to that here in a second. I want to show you something, though, and I want to throw it into the room with James Harden here. Look at what that team has done now over the last eight years. 
They've won four titles in eight years. They've reinvented themselves for this new title here. Having gone through a horrible season where I think they only won 15 ball games, but yet the general manager, Bob Myers, the ownership, Steph, and everything else that's involved with that organization kept the glue together because they have a process that they buy into. At the end of the day, it's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond and Steve Kerr. You add a Wiggins in, how about what they did for Wiggins? They did more for Wiggins than I think they did for Kevin Durant. They saved that guy's career. They took a narrative away from Wiggins that people had when they made that deal to send him to Golden State that oh, this guy's a bust, even though he wasn't. And I don't know about you, but didn't Wiggins take on that Iguodala role that Iggy had years ago when he won the finals MVP? Rebounding. Bringing the basketball up the court when they need it. Hitting a shot. Rebounding. All of that. Didn't he absolutely have that Iguodala role? That goes to the coach. That goes to the coach putting all the people in the right place. We talk about that with Nick Sirianni. Okay? Steve Kerr is putting all the pieces together, and he knows the role of every single one of those guys. But it all comes back to Steph. We've learned one thing about this championship we saw last night. Kevin Durant can't lead you to a title. Kevin Durant was part of that group. He was Wiggins. He, he, he was a guy. And, and get this. You know what the really greatest thing about Stephen Curry is? He's got a little Dwayne Wade in him too. Oh, no, LeBron, it's your team. That's what he had to tell LeBron when he went to the Miami Heat. Steph did the same thing with KD. No, man, this is your team. And everybody absolutely knew, okay? Absolutely knew, okay? That you that you were just going to be part of this great journey that you were going to go on. KD can't lead a team. Look at that train wreck in Brooklyn. He couldn't do it in Oklahoma City. Steph weathered the storm. That's what makes this title his greatest title. It's great to see he won the Bill Russell Award, too, for the finals MVP. And then there's Draymond, and then there's Clay, and then there's Steve Kerr, like I said. He shows you what a great teammate he is. He shows you what a really great leader is. On the court shit talker, too, man. It's in your face, the whole thing. But just humble pie off the court. It's easy to root for him. I, I root for him. Then you look at James Harden, Kyrie Irvin, and KD. Do you know what that championship did to me last night? It made me do this. James Harden's never going to win an NBA championship. He's going to circle the league looking for it, and he'll never find that fountain of championship pleasure. Kyrie Irvin has been searching for it. Hey, did, did it cross your mind ever that Boston became a better organization when they kicked his ass out of Boston or he ceremoniously left? Do you think there's any coincidence that Cleveland's better too? So the two places that Kyrie Irving played, Cleveland and Boston, are better today and Brooklyn's worse. Do you know KD hasn't gotten out of the first round? I don't think 
since he left Golden State? Or has it only one time did he get out of the opening round? I think it's one time he's got out of the opening round of a playoff series. You talk about guys and trying to put teams together. That's what they're trying to do in Philly. They're trying to find that one component to go along with Joel Embiid, and they can't find it. And so you know what the Sixers turn around and do? They're going to put him on a short-term deal, James Harden. What do you think that's going to result in? It's going to result in the same results, getting bounced in the postseason and everyone bitching at Doc and ownership. They got a process in Golden State. They believe in it. Isn't it great? They got a core group of teammates. Draymond, Clay, and Steph. And then they have an orchestrator and Steve Kerr who puts it all together, puts those pieces with Bob Myers all together. Looks like to me they may go on another short run here. What if Curry wins six titles and puts himself next to Michael Jordan on having won six NBA championships? That would be unbelievable. You look at all the people that have won championships, okay? You're now talking about being in the conversation with Jabbar, Magic, all those Celtic players from the 60s, Russell and them dudes, Kuzi. You're now starting to talk about a different animal here. Championships, postseason. Being a guy who you're talking about the one percenters of the one percenters. This is what every athlete strives to do. I don't know if Steph Curry's a top 10 NBA talent. I know this, though. I'm going to throw this at you here. You ready? Who changed the game? Wilt. Magic. To some degree, Shaq. And Curry. He's revolutionized the three-point line. Everybody today in basketball, college and pro, want to look like what they saw last night. Rhythm. Great flow. Outstanding shooters. You look at the college level. That's what they want. So when you're kind of a trendsetter, Magic Johnson was a 6'9 guard. No one ever saw it before. Revolutionized the position. No one saw anything like Wilt. Wilt revolutionized the pivot. The five-second rule was made. Do you know what Wilt Chamberlain did for the game? The five-second rule. And do you know... The top of the free throw line is circled for a reason. You know that? Because Wilt used to take off and just like laying in. So you couldn't like all of a sudden take take running leaps towards the, the basket on free throws. That's what Wilt used to do. So they circled it off. Shaq, offensive five-second rules. Okay? When you watch the Golden State Warriors and then you watch the Sixers, Don't you do this? Man, it's like watching Varsity and JV. It's Varsity and JV. And you got Joel Embiid. And you've got James Harden. Two supposed great players in the game today. And I do think Joel Embiid is. I don't think James Harden is anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't think James Harden has been a superstar player for the last two and a half years. He's on name recognition alone. 
Kyrie Irving doesn't love the game. Okay. You, you sell to me that that guy loves playing basketball. And then there's KD. KD's more worried about what people think of him. Who gives a shit what people think of you? Dude, you're Kevin Durant. If I was Kevin Durant, I'd be like this. I really don't care what you think. I'm Kevin Durant. Some guy on a ghost Twitter page upsets him. Why? Bro, man, (laughs) some of these guys, then you look at that Golden State Warrior team. That's championship. That's a pedigree that the Eagles, that's a pedigree that teams are trying to chase is doing that, what they're doing now. And by the way, not just winning a championship, that's the fourth in eight years. That's a legacy. You're not just a champion anymore. You're now going to be picked apart by the media because you know what happens? When you start getting picked apart, your game, your legacy, that means you matter. That means you matter in the world. See, to me, that's a merit badge when these athletes like Tom Brady, Steph Curry, LeBron James, when you start to get your legacy ripped apart, it's because you're being compared to the Jordans, the Reggie Whites, the Joe Montanas, the Magic Johnsons of the world. It's a good thing. Look, the media has opinions, and we all know what opinions are. Everyone has one, right? It's all good. So I, I, w- I was watching Skip Bayless beat up Steph Curry. I'm like, end of the day, dude, you could talk all the shit you want on me. I've got four titles in eight years. I've got a finals MVP. I've got scoring championships. I've got regular season MVPs. I don't know what you're talking about, but my book is not done yet. The chapters are not all completed yet. This guy's on a run here. It's great to see. And it's great to see how you can go up and then down and then back up again. I root for that. I totally root for that. So good for them, man. By the way, Steve Kerr, how would you like to be a guy who was coached by one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history in Lute Olson at Arizona? Then you get the fortunate privilege of playing with Jordan. That's an on-court coaching clinic. Then you get to be around Phil Jackson. Then you get a chance to go to San Antonio. And you get to work that. Then you get to be in the broadcast booth a little bit. Then you get to go and get an opportunity to coach a basketball team that nobody knew if they were going to be superstars or not. Remember what there was conversation on going on in Golden State? Should they trade Steph Curry? Remember, Jerry West was a consultant. Jerry West goes, worst mistake you'll ever make if you trade that guy. There was conversation on trading him. Thought he was too small out of Davidson. They're like, no, you shouldn't trade him. Jerry West, again, brilliant at talent evaluation. And as Pat Riley told me years ago, sometimes some of the best deals you make are the deals you don't make. Great run last night. Great run. Great run. By the way, topics today. Big Seals, five burning questions 
for the Eagles after OTAs. Also, is the NFC East title. Wait, I'm going to give you the benchmark that I think this Eagle team should be on and the goal and the number one goal they should have this year to call it a successful season. You may agree or you may disagree, but I first want to start it out with a lot of fun here. Before we get to that, I picked 20 of the greatest logos of all time. Now, listen, you have to take the Eagle logo out of the building here. Now, look, by the way, okay, that that logo that they're going to use, please, <laughs> hey, it's not going it's not going over well. But you know what? The Eagles knew that. And you know what they're saying to you? Do you know what the Eagle organization, by the way, hey, Bob, hey, Howie, hi, hi everybody. Hey, 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 Tracy, hope everybody's all good over at the NovaCare Center. Thanks for stepping in with us. Oh, yeah, by the way, I have an update on Tyler Van Dyke later on in the program, so I'll give you that here, okay? But they know that that logo is not going to go over well. But you know what? They know you'll buy it because you're Eagle fans. Okay, you're going to buy it. Don't say you're not. You're lying. You support, if you can support Jalen Hurts, you can support that logo. <laughs> I know you will. Okay? All right? What's worse, Jalen's accuracy or that logo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Flip a coin. Okay? What up there, Maniac? Appreciate it, okay? By the way, Tones, he, he, he's pinch hitting for Xander today, man. We appreciate him stepping in. If the Eagles start playing on the moon, we'll support it. No shit, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Tone. I don't know, man. If you leave the friendly confines of the city limits of Philly, man, I think there could be a problem. Like, watch this. If you put that stadium at Cherry Hill... And New Jersey, I don't know. <laughs> okay? You know how the Giants play in New Jersey? I don't know. I don't think if you move that team out of the city limits, man, I, I don't know. I don't think that'd go over well in there. Okay? Chris goes, Sills, I can't rock that logo, man. Dan, Eagles fans have class, and this is not about Jalen. <laughs> oh, come on, Phillip. It's a goof. Jesus criminy. Don't <laughs> Sills, don't turn with <laughs> Michael. Michael, I know the kid. Okay, I know the kid. The logo's terrible. That logo sucks at best. Give me old school. I'm with you, John, man. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you here. All right. You can't use your Eagle logo. I've written down my favorite logos of all time you know what and i've got to add this one here so it's going to be 21 i'm going to start with 21 your favorite logos let's see them throw them up here i want to hear you guys say this number 21 man i love that montreal expo logo man that's one of my favorite logos of all time had the M and the E hidden in it, the red, white, and blue in it. You know, I, I just love that logo, man. I love the Montreal Expo logo. 
Number 20, I'm not a fan of the team. But the New York Rangers have to be one of the most iconic logos of all time. Do we not agree? Randall, I love that Eros logo too, man. Really good. The Ranger logo, one of the absolutely greatest logos of all time. And like I said, I'm not a Ranger fan. Oh, man, that old A's. Oh, I love that A's, man. Man, I love that A's logo. The Reggie Jackson logos, God, I love that. Number 19, I got the Dodgers. Not a Dodger fan, but the Dodgers are an iconic logo too. Number 18, the St. Louis Cardinals. Dude, that Cardinal thing going across on the bat with the birds on the bat. You got Cardinals on it. I don't know. Hey, you know, you just see that logo and you just see winning. When you see that logo, the Cardinals. I love that St. Louis Cardinals. Number 17, I got the Raiders. One of the absolute most iconic logos. Now, there's a team, Tone, that if you had the Raiders playing on Moon or Mars, it wouldn't matter. Raider fans would show up. The Raider fans are unbelievable, and the Raider logo is truly one of the greatest logos of all time. Seth, man, that Cubs logo, too. Number 16, Chiefs. Another great logo, man. I love the Kansas City Chiefs logo. Hey, get a coup. You know what's funny? So you take you take the Redskin logo away from Washington, but the Chiefs get to keep it because, you know, it's more the arrowhead. And, yes, I did play at the vet. Oof. <laughs> Hey, it was like playing. It was like playing at a prison yard, <laughs> and and the locker rooms were, the locker rooms were right there. Number fifteen, Penn State. That helmet, iconic. You know when you see Penn State roll out of the tunnel. Number fourteen, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Another phenomenal logo. Isn't it crazy? The Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup since nineteen sixty seven. And it's one of the most iconic teams in NHL history. And they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. The vet was a shit, shithole. Hey, Chris, yeah, but it was loud and it was rough. And the fans were on top of you. And I'll tell you what, man, that environment in that building, I've been to the link and it, it's kind of like a nice restaurant. You know, you, you, you know what you guys did for the Eagles? You guys were in like a really rough, you know, nickel beer night kind of bar for a while, the vet, after you got out of Franklin Field. And you were at this really hardcore biker bar. That's what the vet reminds me of. The vet reminds me of a, like, a, like a biker bar, you know? Hey, man, you're in here. What are you doing, boy? You wearing a cowboy hat? Shit, you may not get out of here alive. That's what I felt, okay? And now the link is like a, I don't know. You know, it's like a Ruth Chris or something. <laughs> it's like you guys have a palm now for a stadium. It's I don't know if it really fits. I don't know if it fits you guys, man. It's just, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Number 13, I think you're going to dig this. I love that Flyers logo. 
I love the Flyers logo. It's one of my favorite sports logos of all time. I do, man. Of all the logos in Philly, I love the Flyer logo the most. Oh, by the way, you're welcome. John Tortorella is now your 23rd Flyer coach. Told you that a couple days ago. And we'll be getting John on. He's a dear friend of mine. I knew him very well when he coached the Tampa Bay Lightning to the Stanley Cup Championship in 04. So we're going to be getting him on too. He and I are great friends. I love John Tortorella. Like I told you about Torts though. Um, he'll be the most quoted coach in your city. Like it or not, he will be the most the most quoted coach in your city. Oh, man. God, hey, I, I just love that Flyer logo, man. I had to put it in there. Steeler logo. I got a number 12. One of my favorite logos. And one of the cool things about that whole logo is, like, it's on one side of the helmet, and that's it. Right? Number 11, I got the Texas Longhorns. I got the Longhorn logo. Uh, to me, that's one of the coolest jerseys of all time in college football. Number 10, I got the Packers. Iconic, right? Number 9, I got the Detroit Red Wings. I love that logo. Number 8, this is bias. I got to put my Miami Hurricanes in there. When you see the U, you know what it is. Got to get John on sales. Oh, Seth, he's coming on. Totorello's my one of my favorite coaches. He is a straight shooter. I used to call it a shit shooter. No shit and just straight. And he shoots you straight. He, he, yeah. I think you're really going to enjoy you. You're really going to enjoy John Tortorella for about five years, and then you'll want to fire him because he he's <laughs> you got to take John in small doses, dude. Unfortunately, I have to put the Red Sox logo in this thing here too, even though I hate the team and I hate everything that thing represents. Okay, I got to put that thing in there. Number six, the Celtics. Got to have the Celtics in there, man. Number five, Notre Dame. Hate the school. Hate the program. Come on, the Golden Dome. You guys will hate this. Number four, the Cowboys. <laughs> Come on now. You got to put the Cowboys in there. Torch is going to – oh, dude, the sound bites are going to be off the, off, the, off, the, off the hook. Seth, I can't put the Lakers in there, man. I'm an East Coast guy. Big, Big Seals, the East Coast guy, okay? Even though I was a Magic Johnson fan, okay? <laughs> GT. GT, really, man? It's a logo. Wait a minute. Are you? <laughs> that, hey, wait a minute. GT, not the current Patriot logo, but the Minuteman logo. The Minuteman logo, we're talking, that logo's cool. Number three, I got the Blackhawks. I love the Chicago Blackhawks uniform, man. I love that logo. Number two, the Montreal Canadiens. Come on, man, the Habs. And the number one logo, of course, in all of professional sports. It's the number one franchise in all of American sports. It's a team that's 128. Thank you. World Championships, 
and it's the winningest sports team in American history, and that is the New York Yankees. The pinstripes, and get this, do you know why the Yankees had pinstripes? Because they thought that they would make Ruth look thinner. <laughs> so not, not, not a lie. And the Yankees were the first to put numbers on the jerseys because you could identify Garrig and Ruth and Pip and all them guys. They were the first because everybody would show up and go, who's Babe Ruth? Because remember, there was no television. All you had was radio. You didn't see faces. You didn't know who these guys, what they looked like. Picked up a newspaper. You kind of got an idea of it, but there, there were nothing but newsreels and radio. And so when you showed up to Yankee Stadium, you were like this. Okay, um, who's Ruth? So you start. that's why they started putting numbers on the jerseys. Seth says, pinstripes by far the best jerseys ever. Bronx Bombers, baby. Yankees. Jerry West logo's cool. Georgetown, man. I like that one, too. Cubs. Cubs also, man. Jeremiah's like, okay, so you, okay, so you guys hate the Cowboy logo. And, and GT. effed <laughs> out, dude. I love your pride, man. I do. Dig it all. I love that. Yankee logo. What's the best logo, though? I'll tell you this. The Kelly Greens. The Kelly Greens are the best Eagle uniform. Do we agree? I don't I'm How do you feel about the white helmets? At Michael at Michael actually Babe Ruth was sold on January 3rd. I believe it was 1921. My birthday's January 3rd. And I think it was for $140,000 to the Yankees. Because the owner of the Red Sox did not have money because he was a big theater guy. And he owned the Red Sox just for shits and giggles. And he sold Ruth to the Yankees. And he sold it, I think it was either for 120 or 140 grand. And Ruth ended up getting $80,000. I mean, it was seven times what Herbert Hoover was making at the time. I mean, this guy was making like the equivalent of 25 to $30 million back in the Depression. Ruth was like a monster when it came to making money. And everybody started robbing his image and likeness. The Baby Ruth bar and the Babe Ruth bar, when everyone knows it was named after Babe Ruth, it's not. It's named after uh, Rutherford or somebody, a president's son or something. Oh, man, I hey, I think the Kelly Greens, man. I think they should never have dumped them things. I don't mind the black helmets, though. I don't mind the black helmets. I actually like it. All right, so that was some fun here. All right, I want to do this now. Big Sills, five burning questions for me after Eagle OTAs. Also, I have another topic. What's that benchmark going to be for the Eagles for it to be a successful season this year? You tell me if I'm wrong, hit the like button. Don't forget, hey, I'm going to have my friend Howard Balzer on from Sports Illustrated in hour number three at 5.30 Eastern. Actually, I believe we're going to have him on, if I'm not mistaken. It is, it's 5.30 Eastern. And I'm going to ask him about Mike Tomlin. We had a great debate. How many people think Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach? You think Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach? Tone found out that Tony Dungy's under 500 in the postseason as a Hall of Fame coach. 
His distinction, though, is he's the first modern-day blackhead football coach. Fritz Pollard back in the day, but Tony's the modern-day first African-American coach to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is Tomlin a Hall of Famer, even though in the last 13 years, as I said to you, he's 5-8. and eight. He's missed the playoffs five of those 13 times. And overall, he's 8-9. and nine. I get it. He's not had a losing season in 17 years. That's a gigantic comment. A gigantic comment towards his resume. So we'll ask a guy who makes the vote and puts these names together. So Howard will answer that, and we'll talk to him. That'll be in hour number three. Hit the like button. Also, remember my friends here on this Friday at Morgan & Morgan, if you're hurt or injured on the job, finding that attorney is one of the most important things that you could possibly do to get the fair compensation for your family. Again, for the people, it's not a comment that they throw around lightly. It's not, a, it's not a slogan. It is actually who they are, okay? Over 800 strong attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida and across the country. Morgan & Morgan is there to do battle for you. No case is too small. There's no such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. Call them 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Look, 24-7, seven days a week, they are open. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sills sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Sales. Please hit the like button. By the way, I saw some of your comments as we were in the timeout here. Mike Tomlin has one Super Bowl win, not two. Um, and Art Shell was the first modern-day black head coach hired. He's a Hall of Famer as a player. Okay? Upshaw and Shell who manned that left side of the O-line for the Raiders for over 15 years. They were inducted into the Hall of Fame because of their players. Art was a hell of a coach. I, I, I thought he was very underrated as a head football coach in the NFL. I, I'm a big fan of Art Shell. And his, his, his playing prowess was second to none. You talk about one of the greatest players in the O-line's history. Art Shell's one of them. Tough as hell, too, man. It's great to talk ball with him. If you ever get a chance to talk football with Art Shell, you can sit there and it's like an encyclopedia. Plus, you got a chance to play for Al Davis, and Al Davis revered him so much. I mean, Jalen will be the best quarterback Sills has ever seen play. And watch this. Gaming. Instead of fighting you on it, I'm hoping you're right. I hope he's better than Brady. I'm hoping he's better than Manning. Montana, Elway. Good luck to you. That's quite a benchmark you set for him. Because now I'll hold it to him. Because that's your benchmark now. You think he's going to be the greatest of all time? That's how you get these players in trouble. With your expectations. So your expectations are that he'll be the best football player at that position I'll ever see. Okay? Well, that's quite a task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch this. Hey, hey, gaming. You did it. Watch this, gaming. <sighs> you got sills. <laughs> uh, Flex says, no team has pads Get the reps in training camp. I'm not worried about the OTAs. Anybody can look good in shorts and helmets. So true. Two best coaches to me, Belichick and Andy Reid. All time? Chris goes, how do I feel about Deacon Jones? Deacon Jones is one of my favorite football players that I have ever interviewed or was 
given the pleasure to know. The only thing Deacon Jones left the NFL with was a broken heart, he said. Deacon Jones could play some ball in that fearsome force and defense. What a great football player. Just a great football player. Seals, who are you taking, Lewis or AD, to build the defense around? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Super Bowl MVP. Two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. 12-time Pro Bowler. The greatest middle linebacker of all time. Plays the run and the pass. Donald doesn't play the run. Who would you build your football team around? A pass rusher or a linebacker that does both? He's a Super Bowl MVP. Okay? I mean, we're not talking about just a dude here. And he anchored one of the greatest defenses of all time. Pass rushing is essential in today's NFL. But when you got a great middle linebacker on your football team, Bednarik, Butkus, Lewis, Singletary. When you got guys like that on your team in the middle of your defense, then you got Ed Reed behind him. I don't know. Ray Lewis or Singletary? Ray Lewis. And I think Mike Singletary is one of the top five middle linebackers ever to play the game. Ray Lewis and LT up there as the best ever. Lawrence Taylor's just different, though. He, he's just different. LT is just different. Lambert was a great... Hey, Susan Lambert was spectacular. 225 pounds out of Kent State. Played behind that great steel curtain. You had Andy Russell on one side and Jack Ham. Think about what you had in that steel. The Steeler defense is the greatest defense ever assembled. L.C. Greenwood. Mean Joe Green. Steve Furness. I mean, Dwight White. Lambert. Ham. Blunt. Russell. Come on, man. Hall of Famers at almost every position on that defense. And Chuck Noll put that together. The 74 draft, go back and look at it. How many Hall of Famers they drafted and built that team that won four titles in six years. Greatest defense ever assembled. And it's not close. You couldn't keep that defense together today because of economics. Donnie Shell, absolutely. Hey, Concrete was one of my favorite players. Hey, Hey, Mike, I used to get Chuck on, man, and we used to have to, like, kind of, like, censor the guy because he was pretty rough to get on, man. And Bednarik, man, he'd get up there and go, these guys today, going, they're not going two ways. I go, Deion Sanders goes, Deion Sanders! <laughs> and Concrete would just, man, he was so great to get on. I think I had his, I think I still have his number. In one of my books, I think I still have his number, man. Concrete. Oh, I bet I got it in this book here, man. I bet I got Chuck Bednarik's number. These are some of my old books that I used to have. With all the numbers. With all the numbers and such. Oh, it's over there at the other one. I got Jerome Brown's old number in there. How crazy is that? I just saw it yesterday, too. Oh, 
Was he worse than Laddie? 74 draft will go down as one of the greatest ever. Absolutely, man. No question about it. Yeah, man, that's just totally one of the absolute best ever. Okay. Here are my five burning questions now as we get ready for training camp next month. Out of OTAs. And I want to get your sense on this here. The big sales, five burning questions for the Eagles after OTAs. Number one, taking practices off. Um, they're rolling with this. They had marginal success with this last year. And what I mean by that is this. Yes, they were healthy. Didn't matter. They didn't beat any team that was successful or a team with a winning record or a team that mattered. They were healthy, though. And when they got into the playoff game, they still got killed. And in 2017, they were a mass unit and won the Super Bowl. Which would you rather be? Prepared? With depth? Or this cockamamie way of going about practicing? Their number one priority is to get to September, even though you're not going to be as prepared. They feel being held. Here, I'm not saying they're wrong here. It's a question. Okay, it's a question. Here. What do you feel more comfortable in and confident in? Their philosophy is, once again, I would rather be healthy and let the first part of the season maybe get us all into shape a little more. Because if you look at the schedule, the schedule gives you that and affords you that. It's not like they got work. Even though I do think this, okay, they could lose this season in the first five games. If you're not ready for that Lions team, that's doing some nice things. I'm not saying that the Lions are more talented than the Eagles, and I'm not saying that. Again, these are the burning questions that I have after OTAs. I think the Lions are going to be competitive. They were a year ago, even though the Eagles killed them. It's probably one of the only games a year ago that they got dusted in. I think that Vikings game is going to set the tone for the rest of your season. Because I think the Vikings and the Eagles have a lot in common. I personally think the Vikings have a better offense because they have a better quarterback and they have a better wide receiving core. And they got a better running back. Where the Eagles win that is in the O line. Justin Jefferson covers. Justin Jefferson covers A.J. Brown and then some. Adam Thielen is a 1,000-yard receiver. Kind of covers Devontae. It's almost a push. It's almost a push. The running back is 10 times better than Miles Sanders. Delvin Cook is better. And the quarterback is a professional thrower of the football. Your quarterback's not. Now, you're another year in a system. That, I'm telling you, this Vikings game, then you got two... Emotional games in a row. You got Washington at FedEx. For Carson Wentz's sake, it's not at the link. It's at their place. 
Then you got the Jags at the link. The Dougie Bowl. Then the cards. Cards, hey, you get Hollywood Brown, and you also have DeAndre Hopkins, who's not going to be suspended, by the way. And you get Zach Ertz. You don't think Zach Ertz wants a little ass of the Eagles, too? And Connor's not a bad back. That's going to be interesting to see. I don't think the cards are all that hot on defense. They let Chandler Jones out the building. Then you got the Cowboys at the link. Those five games are going to tell us a lot there. Okay? Well, okay, how about this? So who said he hasn't had 1,000? Ryan says that Thielen hasn't had 1,000 yards in three years. Uh, Devontae, let's see if he gets to 1,000 first. Let's see if that guy gets to 1,000 first with the quarterback that you have. That's going to be a tall order. Because who do you think the targets are going to? The tight end and AJ. Okay, that could be flex, 8-2, and 9-1. and one. We'll see. So you think, and, and here, like I said, here's the burning question. Flex thinks that they're going to start out either 8-2 and two or 9-1 and one without practicing or having limited two-a-days, okay? So you buy into what Howie's doing. We're going we're gonna to find out real quick. We're going to find out real quick. Here's number two. How will the new guys fit in? I just got through talking to you about Steve Kerr, how he took Wiggins and how he made all of that work with Poole and all the new players, which Steve Kerr did. Now, look, I'm going to tell you, I I get 53-man roster versus an NBA roster, plugging a couple guys in. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't always work. Look at Brooklyn. Okay? Look at what they tried to do in Houston prior to James Harden leaving. They tried to put all the pieces around James Harden. Look what they tried to do in Oklahoma City. Doesn't always work. And Sirianni and Howie and Gannon have to figure this out. What if they don't utilize Hassan Reddick right? What if Jordan Davis's rotation's not... Right. What if the Kobe Dean, how are they using him? How are they going to use James Bradbury? What's the safety thing going to look like? Is Marcus Epps really going to be able to show us a little bit more improvement from a year ago? And again, this kind of goes back to burning question number one. How are you getting those reps when you're not practicing them? How can you have new guys on your team? And again, I don't have the answers here. I'm asking the questions. Five burning questions. These are not statements. These are, these are questions. If you're not practicing and you have new pieces to put into your offense and defense, how's that working? If I go out and practice for 50 minutes, did you see what has happened here with the, who are the teams? Here, who are the, who are the teams that got fined? The Cowboys, the Texans, the Commanders all got fined for excessive practice. All the coaches got fined for excessive practice. Right? Mike McCarthy got fined. 
These guys are going through contact drills, whereas the Eagles are in helmets and shorts, and they're talking bullshit to us, telling us the players are getting better. These guys are in full contact almost. Those are more quality reps than what the Eagles are doing. The Eagles are going around, again, I'm adding an opinion in it when I should be keeping it more of a of a question here. Cowgirls, Mike McCarthy canceled two of their three practices. Yeah, Philip, because he got fined and because they were going too hard in the other ones and they were told to stop those other two. They would have continued to have those practices. They didn't do it voluntarily. So you're not actually, you're not actually like completing the end of the sentence. They had to can those two because they were told by the league and by the NFL Players Association they had to. Mike, I think Minnesota's going to be a really good football team this year. I want to see the new coach, though. We also got joint practices with two other teams. Again, Flex, it's just a comment, okay? It's a comment here. It's not an indictment. It may work out. Hey, you guys are going to remind me of it. You guys are clearly going to remind me of it. Sills, it worked. You're wrong. Okay? There will be live contact. I'm not saying there's not. Other teams are going to do more work. It's just common sense. Okay? It's it's common sense. If I work harder at digging a hole and I have to get to a certain point and I have to go six feet, you dig one feet every day, I dig five feet every day, I'm going to get to my task quicker. I'm going to get there and what I need to accomplish. We'll see. The Rams don't have intense practices and they won the Super Bowl. How do you know that? Okay, plus there's there, there's there's veteran Super Bowl winning players on that team. Okay? Eagles have them too, but not at your skill positions. Actually, if you think about it, Hey, how many years has Miles Sanders? How many years has Miles Sanders been on the football team? Was he on the 17 team? Let me ask you something there. Was Sanders on the um on the 2017 team that won the Super Bowl? Was he on that team? Tone knows. Okay. So you don't have one offensive player that's experienced a Super Bowl in your huddle. Is that correct? You don't have one player in your offensive huddle that's a skilled player. Skilled players are wideouts, running backs, and quarterback that that experience Super Bowls. There's no experience. Zero. Greg Ward, (laughs) congratulations. We found a guy. Kelsey and Lane are not skilled players. Skilled players are wideouts, tight ends, 
and running backs. Dude, Jesus Christ, do you guys know what skilled players are? Or hasn't anybody educated you guys on that? Here's number three. Will the depth chart change? Um, right guard will be interesting to watch this year and how they handle that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jalen Rager if he ends up making the ball team. What's Quez Watkins' role going to be? Um, to me, I think the other questions are in the depth chart. On Jonathan Gannon's side of the ball, I would say this to you. Do you guys agree? The, the, what's the more complex problem? It's a good one. Okay? Taver, that's not what they called skilled players, O-linemen. <laughs> Wideouts, tight ends, running backs, and quarterbacks. Those are skilled set people, what they... Do we agree? Do we agree that the bigger challenge for the depth chart is going to be um, how they rotate? It's I, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they put this depth chart together on defense. Who's going to be your starters? What type of front you're going to run? going to run a five front are you going to run a 46 version of that buddy ryan type of defense you're going to run like a version of a tampa two i can't wait to see how that thing gets worked out there okay i don't see rager either being part of that process okay i i I don't quez is number three that's a that's not a bad number three because I think Quez Watkins has some talent. Okay. I, I I do. I think he's I think he's got some talent. Um Phillip thinks that Jalen Rager will be gone after camp starts. I don't know. You'd want to wait, going then again, they don't practice enough, so I don't know if you're gonna see any uh, kind of injuries or anything. Mike says Gannon will mix it up based on matchups. Okay, Mike, see that right there? Gannon will mix it up based on matchups. This is keeping an eye on the depth chart. Hey, Tone, can you highlight that for me? Gannon will mix it up based on matchups. You think he has the same defensive mentality of Bill Belichick and some of the better defensive coordinators, when we didn't see that last year, this is what I'm talking about, keeping an eye on the depth chart. Mike, you're right. That's what a great D coordinator does. He just doesn't put a depth chart up there and go, all right, we're going with this for 17 games. He puts a depth chart up. That's what they do in New England based on personnel matchups. You think that coach is smart enough to do that? Again, I don't know. We're going to see. That side of the football has been given everything. You're under the assumption 
that when Jonathan Gannon breaks down film with his quality control guys and his position coaches, that he's going to come up with a scheme that fits against the Lions, fits against the Vikings, fits against the Jags, Washington, Cards, Cowboys. When we didn't see any of that last year, it was a simple zone coverage defense that quarterbacks went into Lincoln Financial and had career games against. We'll see. That's why I say keep an eye on the roster. Number four, Jalen Hurts getting better. Jalen Hurts getting better. There's really not much of a debate there. I'm not going to sit here and debate that because we have. And I think this one too. Second-year coaching staff. Your questions are this. Taking practice time off. Not practicing as hard. How will the new guys fit in? Keeping an eye on the depth chart, how they work it mostly on defense. Is Jalen getting better? Did he get better? And the second-year coaching staff. You know, it's one thing thing to sit here and bang on Jalen Hurts all day. It's another thing not to go, well, that coaching staff has also got to get better. They've got to get better, especially the defensive side of the football. <laughs> they've, they've got to get better. All right. I'm going to ask you if this is going to be good enough for a goal for this team to have a successful season in 2022. This is all stuff coming out of the OTAs. I want to ask you that question. Hour two is coming up. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Don't forget Howard Balzer in hour number two from Sports Illustrated at 530 Eastern. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members with Back to Work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show, it's your boy Big Sills. How about the stuff going on with the WWE and Vince McMahon right now? I had to step down as CEO, and his daughter Stephanie has now been named the interim CEO of WWE. Vince had that steroid scandal back in 86. He also was accused of sexual assault of a female referee. Um, Boy, I'll tell you one thing about McMahon. He has been one of the greatest architects of putting shows on. He is wrestling's version of Barnum and Bailey. And he has been an absolute monster for the wrestling profession. But personally, you question yourself with some of the relationships that he's destroyed. um, You just, you wonder, right? And so it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing Involves, but I, I will say this about wrestling and the fan base. The wrestling fan base, they know the sport is Teflon, and the characters around it sometimes are seedy. And a guy like McMahon has been the face of wrestling. He's the face of wrestling. You could talk about Hogan, Andre the Giant. You could talk about Undertaker. You could talk about Cactus Jack. You could talk about any of these guys. Sting, okay, Ric Flair. All these guys are components of what Vince McMahon made of of wrestling. He took a regionalized entertainment entity and turned it into a global entity. Remember, WWF back in the day was all New England. That's all you saw. Then you saw WCW, NWA, AWA out in the Midwest, and everything was regionalized. And Vince put it all together. Still in the family. Yeah. Um, Showtime, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much. McMahon saved my childhood attitude, Aaron. Hey, Flex, Vince, Vince is spectacular. Look at look at look look at what he's done for entertainment. At least he gets to keep the family. McMahon is one of the greatest entertainers in wrestling. He grew watching him, The Rock. I mean, dude. A heart, all them guys, man. All them guys, master. And I actually think Stephanie is absolutely spectacular as a business person too. Yeah, man. WCW was spectacular. Wow, was spectacular for a while. NWA, AWA. You know, Vern Gagne. 
I knew all these people when I was getting into the business and I knew Vern Gagne and I knew all those guys. Um, went to Vader was one of my dearest friends. If you look on my Twitter page at Dan Celio show, you'll see that animal followed me and he and I were great friends passed away. Um, I think it was a year ago on his honeymoon. I knew Hawk too. I knew both those guys, Ole Anderson, Cowboy Bob Orton, go down the list. Those guys were all my friends. Um, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall was a great friend. My wife and I used to work out with him, lived in Orlando. But McMahon was the centerpiece. His father actually was like the P.T. Barnum, but it was all local in all in the New York area. Remember they had a guy, what was the guy's name? Um, that they had that was the um, Bob Backlund. Remember Bob Backlund was a traditional wrestler from college. I think he was a Division One AA. And that's kind of what the father wanted. Clean, wholesome, Bruno Sammartino, guys like that. And then when Vince got it, after his old man passed it on to him, Vince wanted entertainment. Hulk Hogan, um, superstar Billy Graham, shit like that. All those guys. Have you met Kane? I knew Undertaker. I went to the power gym with Undertaker. We were all together. Road Warriors, Randy Savage. You got to remember something. When I lived in Tampa and I was doing Tampa Morning Drive for 15 years, plus I played ball there, all the wrestlers lived there. Randy Savage, Elizabeth, um, Hogan. Everyone lived there. And once Hogan, Hogan lived in two places, Stanford, Connecticut, where I'm from, and in Tampa, of all things. We Hogan used to walk by my house all the time in Stanford because the WWE offices are right down in the Cove where I'm from. I'm from the Cove. The Cove was like, back then it was an Italian section. It was a seafood place. It was a fishing area. You know, you're down close to the beaches. I lived near the beaches when I was growing up. Kurt Engel, all them guys, man. John Cena, he lives in Tampa. John Cena lives in Tampa. Rock lives in Hollywood, obviously, because of his businesses. But, you know, Rocky Johnson was the guy who lived in Tampa for a little bit. Then he ended up moving up to Pennsylvania. But it's going to be interesting to see how this thing hold, whole thing, how it, like, transpires. Because Vince is in some trouble. $3 million in hush money. You got to remember something about WWE now, too. Okay? It's not a private company. When you're at, what's crazy, I could give you both sides of this, having wrestled and been a stockbroker. Once you go public, you got a board of directors. If you can vote out Steve Jobs from Apple, which they did, then they ended up obviously bringing him back. But they voted him out. If you can vote Steve Jobs out, you can vote Vince McMahon out. Because if you're privately traded, I mean, if you're privately a company, that doesn't apply. But once you start trading stocks over the counter, and once you're publicly held like that, you got a board of directors you have to answer to because they're shareholders. This guy could end up losing his entire... Now, would it stay in the family? I don't know how that would work out with the board of directors, too. Philip, $3 million in hush money. 
Hey, yeah, Jim Dugan, he follows me on Twitter too, man. We're boys. Hey, mind, Pat McAfee is a star. I am a huge fan of Pat McAfee. Randall, Bill Goldberg, right? He's a friend of mine. I actually played football against Bill. Bill went to Georgia. Pretty damn good defensive tackle. I think he made second team all SEC at Georgia. Played a little bit for the Rams. Yeah, man. Bill Goldberg was a good athlete, was a good football player. But you want to hear something about Bill Goldberg? Nobody loved working with Goldberg because Goldberg hurt people. He was the worst person in wrestling to work with. Do you know why you don't see a lot of Bill Goldberg in the ring? Wrestlers won't wrestle him because he hurts them. That's why you don't really see a lot of iconic matches with Goldberg because Goldberg hurt people. Flair hated wrestling him. Sting hated wrestling him. Hogan hated wrestling him. All the big guys hated wrestling him. Hart couldn't stand him. He hurt him. <laughs> he, hurt, he hurt Bret Hart. If I'm not mistaken, I think he ended Bret Hart's career. Ambrea says, McMahon is a saint compared to Deshaun Watson. By the way, I'm going to get to the Eagle benchmark that I think that they have to have for a successful season. But M. Reyes brings a great point up. Let me ask you something about Deshaun Watson here. You think the NFL should let him go into a training camp? What are we looking at here? Shit, man, we're almost a month away. Exactly. Like the 26th of July, most teams report to training camp. Do you think the NFL should let him show up to Brown's training camp? Or do you think, I guess, I, I, you can't suspend him. The investigation's not done yet. And by the way, the more you keep adding these cases, the more this thing extends. And by the way, I know that he cleared two um, juries and two grand juries said that there were no criminal actions here. What about these new cases? Could we potentially see criminal criminal penalties being filed against him? It just looks like this is never ending here. Do you let that guy walk into training camp? Um, Jeremiah, I think Goldberg was a defensive tackle. Linda Cohn came out against Watson. I don't know how you could come out against somebody when you don't know all the evidence. I never got that. I've never done that. I want to see evidence. I want to know why there's no criminal. Just because Linda Cohn says it, of course she's going to say that. Okay. If I were a woman, I would too. Some would say, well, Sills, you're a man and you're a father of a daughter. Okay. My problem with all of this is how the Browns, the Texans, and the NFL have acted. Follow me here. Before you guys call me a creep, the Texans never suspended him. They actually paid him last year. 
Do you know they actually had him on the active roster? What did the Browns do? The Browns gave him $230 million in guarantees. Does that sound like a rapist? The NFL hasn't suspended him. What's going on here? If all of these things are true, three parties haven't done anything about it. Does that not shock you? And it's one attorney representing 24 people. It's not 24 different attorneys. It's one guy who is a civil suit lawyer expert in Tony Busby. What he does for a living is get his clients the most maximum money that they can in civil suits. Theoretically, that's his job. You tell me. I think the NFL owners are pissed off at Jimmy Haslam for one thing. If I was Steve Biscotti, the owner of the Ravens, and all of this sidebar stuff, okay, listen, all of this sidebar stuff that's going on, all I know is this. That's your shit to handle. That's your shit to handle. But the $230 million in guarantees, what about these quarterbacks that are coming up for contract negotiations like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson? What about when the conversation starts with Joe Burrow? Do you see how much they've moved the needle? It's one thing to give a guy like a Dak Prescott deal or Patrick Mahomes. This supersedes that because we're talking. Look, we all know this. That Patrick Mahomes deal, that 10-year deal, how many people really think that Patrick Mahomes is going to fulfill a 10-year contract? As a matter of fact, have you ever seen a eight- or seven-year contract in the NFL ever get to the finish line? Don't they always end up trading a guy, cutting a guy? He takes less money. We always see guys taking haircuts at the end of the deal so they could stay on the roster. But what you've done here is you gave this guy a quarter of a billion dollars and then some. Donald says he's no rapist. Donald, he's not. But in the court of public opinion, he is. You got to remember this. He's innocent as of right now in the court of, excuse me, He's innocent in the courtroom. He's guilty of sin in the court of public opinion. They look at him as a rapist, as a sexual assault person. Okay? Donald, I'm with you. How people see him. How do you think they see a guy with 67 cases against him for misconduct? For civil... For sexual misconduct. How do you think the public looks at that? I mean, what do you think it's like, what? You think this guy's just grabbing someone's ass? And you got to look at the league and their actions, not their words. The league is troubled by this, right? Think about this. So the league is troubled by this. How did they act? They never put him on the commissioner's exempt list in Houston ever. They kept him active. They paid him last year. And then what did they do? 
They kept telling you how awful it was in public. They trade him to the Browns, and the Browns give him a raise on top of the deal that the McNair family gave him. They gave him an $18 million raise. Is that the actions of somebody that's really upset with your behavior? And then the NFL now has got to determine how to handle this. The NFL is telling us, as usual, just like in the George Floyd stuff, just like in the Drew Brees controversy, everything you want to hear. Man, that George Floyd thing, and it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It it is one of the absolutely worst things. Kaepernick was right. They never gave him a job. They never gave him a job. Okay? Tone says, to save face, the NFL may suspend him for the whole season. Why? You know what the NFL Players Association is going to say? Like I told you yesterday, well, Bob Kraft is out trolling for whores down in Orlando after the AFC Championship game, and he had been going there numerous times, a couple years. Numerous times he was actually indicted. Then he was cleared. Here's a guy that was chasing whores, massage therapist, whatever. They actually had the guy on film with his pants down with 11 different people. NFL didn't come out and suspend or fine or do anything to Bob Kraft. Nothing. But you're now going to go after the player for almost the same time. Remember, conduct detrimental. It's vague like that for a reason. So that they can fit a narrative into it. In all of our NFL contracts, it says conduct detrimental can void your contract at any time. Conduct detrimental could be running through a stop sign. You know, I was having this conversation with my wife and she's like, yeah, well, he, he went there and Deshaun brought him to hotels. And I'm like, okay, I, 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 get, I get the particulars about the cases. It's still sexual misconduct by both Robert Kraft and Deshaun Watson. However you want to define it, okay? However you want to define it. NFL's got a dilemma. How about Jim Irsay running around with $37,000 in cash, open oxycodone pills, and prescription pads? NFL didn't do shit to him. Illegal prescription pads, illegal prescriptions, and $35,000. What do you think he's doing? If that's you or me, the money's confiscated, we're in jail, or we're in a drug rehab. I mean, (laughs) the NFL, so the NFL, and get this, this stupid, like, and, and she's not stupid, but this attorney or this judge who is a circuit court judge that's putting the case together, this is going to come down to Roger Goodell. This is going to come down to him saying yay or nay, like he's Caesar as usual on what happens to Watson. The NFL is the only place on the planet where you can have 66 sexual misconducts or you can 
have sexual misconduct in a massage parlor and be a player and own a franchise. You couldn't get a job in McDonald's, man. Look at what's going on in Washington with Daniel Snyder. I mean, think about what's going on with the league and the owners over the last couple of years. Jerry Richardson had his team taken away. The owner in Washington, how he still has the team. You know, that's something else. I'd like to see the commissioner. How come the commissioner can't give us any clear? You know what's crazy? Think about this, for instance. The NFL refuses to give us clarity on Daniel Snyder's position with the Washington Commanders, and they refuse to give us clarity on Deshaun Watson. This is a prime example of them letting the stories play out because they love this shit. I think they love it. I do. Because if you didn't like this, you would end this. Snyder, your team's gone. And then you know what I would do? You know who I would sell that team to? Bob Iger and Jay-Z. You want to start really having something in the room where you could start making a dent and you could start talking about race relations? You give that team, instead of giving the team to Walmart, the Denver Broncos, you give that team to Jay-Z or Bob Iger or people and you give it to somebody that's in that conversation, an entertainer like that, then you're going to start seeing people go, wow, the NFL really, until that changes, man, we're going to be in the same position. These owners don't give a shit. And by the way, I don't think the owners are racist. I think they're elitist. Meaning this, they look down on anybody who doesn't have a lot of money, white or black. There's no bearing. And if you hurt the brand, and if you hurt their advertisers, okay? <laughs> they don't care about you being black or white. The highest paid players in the league are black today. They care if you can move the needle for them. I hate to give you this reality checker. That's why they're in a, they're in a pickle here with this Deshaun Watson thing. They don't know what to do. I don't believe they know what to do. See, Tone says suspend him for the year. Well, why can't I just do this, Tone? Well, he really did get suspended for a year last year. Why can't we retro it? He set out the entire year. He was a healthy, he was a healthy active last year. He didn't step on the field. He did sit out a year. It was already a self, a self-suspension. Okay? It was a self-suspension. So you're going to suspend him another year, two years? And you're not going to do anything to these, any of these other players. Yeah, Greg Hardy. So Greg Hardy, his first interview back, he goes, yeah, man, hey, I can't wait to get out there and get it. Guns a-blazing. I was like, this guy doesn't care. This guy doesn't care. He so doesn't care. Daniel Snyder is a billionaire who didn't show up to the hearing, by the way. Hey, 007, so he didn't show up? <laughs> I wonder if they arrest him like they arrested that Trump guy. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Okay, because they're throwing that thing around and contempt of Congress. Let's see what happens there. Daniel Snyder doesn't give a shit. Oh. <sighs> So this news came out after the request of a trade. 
No, dude. This, there's new information now. Double O goes, you can't slam one without the other. Correct. That's, hey, Double O, that's my, that's my position. Okay. You don't want to start shit because he's black and then not do something to Snyder. Absolutely. 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 So you're going to leave the white owners alone, but you're not going to go after, but you're going to go after the black quarterback. Look how that looks. And by the way, I'm not saying two wrongs make a right here. I'm just saying, okay, the scale's not fair here. Well, some would go, well, they're the owners. So the owners get to be creeps and get away with it, and the players are creeps, but they don't. Remember something, Roger Goodell works for the owners. He's not paid by the players. He doesn't have the players' best interest at heart. He's got the owners' best interest at heart. He doesn't give a shit about the play. You know, as much as he does those hugs on draft day, and I believe they are sincere. It's a great moment for the league. And by the way, if it was so cool, how come the league doesn't pay those kids to show up? They give you a hotel. Get this. They give you a hotel, and they fly you in, and they just assume you'll do it because it's the draft. Not me. You wanted to fly me into one of these cities like Philly, Cleveland, or Vegas, or any of these places? That comes with a price tag now. I'm a professional athlete. I'm not showing up anywhere for free. Do you think I'm still in college? Being drafted into the NFL, I'm going to make $50 million in guarantee. You ain't getting me to show up to your event so that you can have high ratings off my ass. But they'll turn around and tell you you're great, you're ungrateful. Hey, dude. This is a working relationship here. I perform, you pay. I perform, you pay. Okay? NFL likes stories, but needs to manage. Yes, Sydney. That's why they're in a predicament here. Was Howie the smartest man in the room just dumb? Fuck for his... Hubris that kept the Eagles out of this fiasco. I think he was just lucky. I'm going to tell you one more time, and I'll say it again to you. I think every NFL team that needed a quarterback was in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. What swang the pendulum and what put it on the scale. Don't you remember what happened? Deshaun Watson's people, Rusty Harden, his agent, Mugalia, Those guys told Cleveland the week previous, there's no chance in hell he's playing in Cleveland. Jimmy Haslam backed up the Brinks truck, got on an airplane with $230 million in cash, and that changed overnight. That changed overnight. Okay? The guaranteed money changed that deal for Atlanta. Don't you think it's weird? Matt Ryan goes like, Matt Ryan had no... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No idea that the Falcons were in the sweepstakes until the very end. And Matt Ryan didn't want to stay after he found out that they were with a deal on the table to bring Deshaun Watson to his home city of Atlanta. I think he was going to Atlanta. I think he wanted Miami, but I think he wanted Atlanta because it's home, it's south. He played in the south in college. And then he goes to one of the craziest situations going on the planet. Baker Mayfield's contract extension was picked up. There's 18 million They got a quarterback in the building with 18 million bucks owed to him this coming year, and they still made the deal. You tell me if that wasn't a 23rd-hour deal. I mean, it was a 23rd-hour deal in Cleveland. That's what changed everything. All right. Have to take a timeout. My expectations for the Eagles, if they don't do this, they don't have a successful season. Please hit the like button. Do me a favor, guys. Don't forget also, our friends at Morgan & Morgan here, we tell you this all the time, and we're so proud to have them as our sponsor here on the Dan Celio Show. Look, if you're in need of an attorney, if you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is your firm, biggest firm in the country with the most attorneys in the country. For the people is not a slogan. These folks here have been in business for over 30 years and have collected over $13.5 billion in compensation for their for their clients. Families that go with Morgan & Morgan understand there's no such thing as a fender bender. As I said, 800 strong attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and Florida make them that biggest firm in the country. Call them at 800-512-1600. Look, the call's free, the consultation's free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. When you call Morgan & Morgan, you tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. 
There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Your boy, Big Sells. Interesting. I'm going to take kind of what somebody posted and make a topic out of it. So you think if they had Deshaun Watson and they had given that money to him to come to Philadelphia, you think A.J. Brown would have came to um, Philadelphia? By the way, Jadavian Clowney is re-signed with the Browns because of Deshaun Watson, his words. Think he would have went there to Philly, AJ?
$230 million. Say the Eagles put the 230 in there. $230 million. Turn around and give AJ his money as uh, AJ his money as well. And invested all that money in those two players. You think AJ would have? Okay, Uptown. Would they have traded for him? But remember something about these trades with these wideouts, Uptown. Tyreek Hill was still under contract too, and he got his way. Stephon Diggs was under contract too in Minnesota. Got his way to Buffalo. Devontae Adams still was under contract with the Packers. Got his deal with the Rams or Raiders. Come on. This guy's forcing their ways out of these contracts now. With years still under deal. Okay. Couldn't have happened too much money. Okay, Dupree, that could be. I'll rephrase it. Do you think AJ would have wanted to come to Philly? <laughs> I know it was a trade. I was there on draft day. I saw it. He would have. He would have. Wouldn't have mattered. He would have came. Shit, I think he would have came. And he would, he, hey, he'd have been happy to land in Philly if Gardner Mitchell was the quarterback. Jalen Hurts had nothing to do with it. Friendship, man, man, I'll take that back. Maybe a little bit. Jalen picking up the phone going, hey, this is a great place to play. Fans love the players. Just got a ball out. They'll be all over you. Hey, man. It's a great place. It, it, but quite frankly, it is a great place to play. Jerome was right. Jerome was right. Okay, Uptown, that's a good one. The Sean's amount of capital we would have had to give up wouldn't have helped us. <laughs> so you'd rather have Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, and A.J. Brown than, to, than a franchise quarterback. That's kind of what you have now. So you're happy now with what you have with this team than you would be with a franchise quarterback like a Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, you're happy with that then. Is that right? It's a question. I'm not indicting and I'm not being sarcastic here. So I'm happy with Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, A.J. Brown, and no franchise quarterback. Where on the other hand, I would have had Deshaun Watson, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. And like you said, I may have traded for Allen Robinson then because he's cheaper than AJ. I'm asking you if you'd rather have Deshaun Watson, a franchise quarterback, but you're happy right now with what you have.
You don't have a franchise quarterback, Randall. Stop kidding yourselves. You do not. He is not a franchise quarterback, but that's okay. Okay, that's okay. Nick Foles was not a franchise quarterback. There's precedent. It's okay. That's why I'm saying you're getting to the NFC Championship game. Okay? Absolutely. What do you think the Union and Cleveland are going to do if Watson is suspended? Do you think they allow that? I I, I think they'll fight it. You're not going to pay $230 million. Give up first-round draft choices to just go like this. F it. Now, I'll tell you this. If it's a six-game suspension, they may not fight it. If it's a lengthy suspension, like another year, they're going to clearly fight that. They'll clearly fight that. You know, put that kind of resources into something and sit here and go like this. Hey, you know, all right, another year. Two years, you don't have the guy on the field? There's a problem with that. Watson asking too much? That is past, my friend, because he got his money. You'd rather, so you want the quarterback from Kentucky. So you want to try to mature another rookie quarterback. Chris goes plus Dean and Davis, who we don't have any certainty on yet. You're, you're, I get it. I'm with you. I think they're going to be fine ball players. But I hate using that word think. Let me show you what that word is. Let me, let me, let me use that on another team. When I just told Chris, plus Dean and Davis, he's under the assumption they're going to be good players. Kyle Shanahan yesterday at OTAs was asked a question about Kyle Shanahan. Or Kyle Shanahan was asked a question about Trey Lance, excuse me. And he responded this way. How do you think with all the things that you guys are going through with the quarterback decision that's being made and all this and that and the Debo Samuel conversation, how do you think Trey Lance is going to deal with all this stuff? Plus, you know, his play. Kyle Shanahan fired back at the media and went like this. I think he's going to be able to handle all this. I don't know about you. Okay. I don't know about you. I wouldn't want my head football coach going in front of the media going, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be okay. I'd rather have you not say anything. That comment in itself is uncertainty. The head coach is not giving me confidence about Trey Lance in 2022. When I hear my head coach going like this, well, I think he's going to be good, and I think he's going to be able to handle all the controversy. I'd rather have you not say anything at all. Sidney goes like this, got insurance. (laughs) Well, eventually Garoppolo is going to want to play. And you know what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing? The more he gets healthier, 
the more leverage he has. Because Garoppolo could turn around and just fire at you and go like this. I'm 36 and 16. I've been to three NFC championship games in four years. I've won an NFC crown. Okay? Shit, I could make a comparison to Donovan McNabb's run. This Kyle Shanahan is underwater without me being his quarterback. Send me to a place. I've been a professional the entire time. You want to go with your boy? Have at it. I'm going to play somewhere. You know where that place may be? Pittsburgh. If Garoppolo goes to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's back in the game again. I guarantee you, they've thought about the Baker Mayfield deal, but they're looking at Garoppolo. Some of you would go, what about the quarterback they just drafted out of Pittsburgh? You think that kid's going to take the Steelers to the postseason in his rookie season? Mike Tomlin, I mentioned to you, and I'm going to talk to Howard Balzer about this in hour number three at 530 Eastern. I don't know, man. You're five and eight in 13 years, and you've missed the playoffs every other year. As the head coach, I know you've had no losing seasons in 15 years as head coach. But it's been pretty unremarkable the last decade in Pittsburgh. Will we agree? It's been unremarkable. And now in a franchise where, get this, the benchmark, and I'm going to get to the Eagle benchmark. You know what the benchmark is in Pittsburgh? Not having an under 500 record. Since when is that the standard in Pittsburgh? Well, we're not... We're not, we don't have a losing team. So you're rooting for 500? Okay, I mean, you're rooting for 500? If I'm the Steelers, I make a move for that. And get this, Garoppolo is going to have that young kid in the wings that eventually is going to play and be the heir apparent. That means then, guess what you've done with Garoppolo? You now have a transition plan. Jimmy G goes into Pittsburgh, plays three years. And all of a sudden, the kid turns out to be what Aaron Rodgers was up in Green Bay. Rodgers sat for time. Patrick Mahomes sat. That Philly. I mean... Pittsburgh's flaw, you know what Pittsburgh's flaw was? Denver went through it. Miami went through it. You know what that was? Holding on to Elway and Marino too long because the fans wanted it. Those guys were held. Not fair to John because you know what they did in Denver? I have to back that up. I'll take that one back because this is what they did. They knew John couldn't carry the Super Bowl trophy any longer. So they built a team around a running attack of Terrell Davis. John Elway was not the catalyst on that team that won those Super Bowls. It was the O-line with Alex Gibb, and it was the running back, Terrell Davis. John Elway kind of filled in the mistakes of the team. Remember, John Elway, what's his record in Super Bowls? Like two and five or something like that? Is in his record like two and five? 
This guy's lost a boatload of Super Bowls. Two and four, maybe? Two and something like that. Two and three. Yeah, he did. Wasn't him, though. He's two and three. Steven says Trebinsky's going to surprise people. Um, I actually thought once he went to Buffalo last year and McDermott and Brian Dable got a piece of him and then he went up to Chicago and played in that exhibition game against the Bears, I actually thought I saw a professional quarterback. He looked pretty good. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. It is in Pittsburgh. Trubisky's not a complete failure. Chicago is. Chicago's the failure. By the way, there is no question that Justin Fields has no chance of success in Chicago. What would make you think that? Name me one quarterback in 50 years outside of McMahon and Rex Grossman that they've had success with. Jay Cutler? Who? Who have they made into a Pro Bowl quarterback? And I'm supposed to believe that the Bears, who are notorious for failing at the quarterback position, is going to all of, all of a sudden magically turn into this quarterback development school. There's a precedent in Chicago. They suck at evaluating, developing, and player production at that position. The Bears have won games running the ball and sporadically with McMahon and Rex Grossman. Brian Urlacher was a star at that defense that got to the Super Bowl with Dovey. And they ran the hell out of the ball. Manster, correct. You could even say that about the Jets. If you're a quarterback and you get drafted by the Jets or the Bears, your career chances are slim to none of making it. Cade McNowns bringing in the, the Jay Cutlers. Come on, man. Look at Elway, too, in Denver. Brock Osweiler's, Paxton Lynch's, Drew Locks. The only quarterback that he had success with in Denver was when he convinced Peyton Manning to go there. And get this, Denver still misses on quarterbacks. They had to go get Russell Wilson. They threw their hands up and did this. Hey, you know, quite frankly, it's almost like the... The Eagles, too, a little bit. They finally threw their hands up in Denver go, we can't find one of these guys. Let's just go get somebody's guy. Outside of Donovan McNabb and and Randall Cunningham, since 1986, what quarterback have you had in the building for any length of time outside of Randall and Donovan that you would consider the franchise quarterback? You thought you had it with Wentz. It failed. Vic was too short. 
J.P. Lausman. I forgot about that, Steph. Jalen, we have debates on him, and we're not the only show. Everyone, everyone talks about whether he can do it. The national perspective on him, look at where Chris Sims thinks of him. Chris Sims thinks Daniel Jones is better than than Jalen Hurts. I don't think he is. But the national people look around and go, "Eh, good kid. Here's here's the national narrative on Jalen. Good kid, works hard, want him on your roster. You want him as your starting quarterback? No. That's the narrative. Good kid, great guy, works hard, perfect teammate, all that. What about your guy? Now, be my backup, be great to have on my team, and I'd embrace him on my team because he's not going to cause any shit on my team. Like, you can't have Cam Newton as your backup. You can't have Michael Vick as your backup. You can't have Jalen Hurts as a starter and a backup and a swing quarterback. Shit, you can't have Wentz as a, you can't have Wentz as a backup. You don't want that shit behind your guy. That's why they didn't bring Foles back. That's why he landed in Indy. He landed in Indy because, guarantee you this, there's no question. You know behind the scenes, the, the Eagles had to be thinking this. And in my opinion, with Gardner Minshew, Vic wasn't there long enough, bro. Um, you know they had to do this. Well, what if we trade Gardner Minshew to Dallas? Dallas has nobody backing up that kid, whatever his name is. Okay, whatever. Or a team that needs a backup quarterback. Shit, the Colts wanted to give the Eagles a third rounder for Gardner Minshew. They said no. They're probably going to wait till the trading deadline. So you know they had to go, what about Foles? Let's bring his ass back. Every time we brought him back, it's been a success here. He loves it here. We drafted him. That'd be something right up Howie's deal. But they went like this. Mm. See, the one thing I'll give the Eagles credit for, and I think it's important, and you know what that is? They don't have any shit going on behind the scenes. They don't have any shit going on. There's like no controversies. They cleaned the locker, scrubbed it down. There's none of that. Okay. Jim Kelly lost four Super Bowls. <sighs> Eagles gave a six-rounder to get Minshew to the Jags. I'd forgotten that. And now, get this, his value is third round. That's pretty impressive. Who, Chris goes like this. Who gives a shit what Chris Sims thinks? It's not just Chris Sims, dude. I'm giving you what people think of your football team outside of Philly. And again, you're right. Ryan Stu. But so you think all of these people are wrong. Every one of them. And that hurts inside the city, inside the propaganda machines of the radio stations and the television stations. 
You guys have bought into that. He's going to have this epiphany year and turn into this franchise guy where nobody in the country believes it. Hey, then again, nobody believed you'd win the 17th Super Bowl. You could be right. Again, I am not being sarcastic today. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm going to give you my expectations right now, and then we'll debate them at the top of the hour going into hour three. Here's what I think would make this Eagle team a success, okay? And I have expectations. I think they can make it to the NFC Championship game if things fall right for them. I said that to you. I'm not going to waver. At minimum, at minimum, if the Eagles don't win the East and do not win a playoff game, it's a failure season. It's a failure season. Nine and eight in a city like Philly with a schedule that's ranked the 31st easiest schedule in one of the absolute shittiest divisions in all of football. If you can't do that, you're a failure. I don't know how you're going to get there. To me, that's your floor. Your ceiling is what I'm saying. NFC title game. But if this football team does not start to show signs of being a contender, do you know what you were a year ago? You guys were competitive. That's a given. You don't get slaps on the ass and on the back for being competitive. Jesus, criminy. It's like rooting for average. Who roots for average? Contenders are a different breed. Okay? I'm going to get all your takes here. I want, I want to hear you guys. NFC East title. Minimum. And a playoff game. Hit the like button. Hour three, my friend Howard Balzer will talk Hall of Fame. We'll talk all these topics. Kyler Murray looks like he's going to get a contract. I want to get his spin also on what he's hearing with this Deshaun Watson and the NFL if they're going to allow him to go into camp. Howard's plugged in. He's a Hall of Fame voter, and he works for Sports Illustrated. Hour three is coming up. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too. The biggest, actually. 
and we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You guys are really awesome over here in the chat room. You give me a lot of topics to ask a Hall of Fame voter at the top, bottom of the hour, um, Howard Balzer. Please hit the like button. How many people think that there's going to be a massive media push to have Tony Romo go to the Hall of Fame? Guys on TV, seems if you're on TV, you get a shot to make in the Hall of Fame. Every cowboy is almost in every huge media seat in the NFL, how many people think? Um, how many people think that he is going to get a lot of love for potentially being a Hall of Fame player? Remember, some Warren Moon didn't go to a Super Bowl either, and he made the Hall of Fame. Okay, Philly fan, Romo not Hall of Fame. It's not my point. You're, you're going down the line where I'm going, no, Philly. What? Wait, wait a second. Wait a second here. Wait, wait, wait. You don't think there's going to be a media push? And with Jerry Jones' influence, you don't think that there'll be an influence? It's his favorite quarterback, even more so than Aikman. Okay? If you're an Eagle fan, you should hope Romo makes it. Because if Romo makes it, McNabb should make it for sure. McNabb's not going to get in. I'm going to ask, by the way, I'll ask Howard Balzer. He's a voter. I'll ask him at the bottom of the hour. I'll ask him at the bottom of the hour if he thinks McNabb's a Hall of Fame guy. It's not the point. I agree with you. 
but public perception, how people see certain people changes because you see them constantly on TV. Okay? It's it's the reality of it. If Romo makes it to the Hall of Fame, it's a joke. Guys, you see what Bruce Smith is saying? You see what Deion Sanders is saying about the Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame has now turned into the Hall of OK. Politics, Carl. Amen. Watch this. That's a great spin, Smile. If I had to win, I may even use that smile. Watch this. If I had to win a game, who would you take? Eli Manning, Tony Romo, or Steve, or um, Donovan McNabb? Who would you take of those three? I know what the conventional wisdom will be. Eli won two Super Bowls. Hey, he's got 117, 117 and one overall record. Okay. Let's not forget that. This guy's 500. And in the last decade in New York, he sucked. When the team went south, he sucked. Who would you get to win one game, 60-minute ball game? Everything's even. Eli, McNabb, or Tony Romo? Who would you pick? Who would you take? See, to me, Eli Manning had spectacular Hall of Fame moments, and it was against the GOAT, and his last name's Manning. What if Eli Manning's last name was Smith? Eli Smith. You think he makes the Hall of Fame with a 117-117 record? Dude, he's got two Super Bowl MVPs. But then again, Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls. He ain't in. Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls, was a rookie of the year, okay? Was a rookie of the year, went to Pro Bowls himself. He's not even thought of on being a Hall of Fame guy. Won two Super Bowls. Phil Simms, it, it was a Super Bowl MVP. He, he, he's not being considered for the Hall of Fame. Phil Simms is a great quarterback. Can Eagle fan, I, Howie, I did this yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Can any Eagle fan that believes in Hurts tell me one winning team he beat? You know what they said to me, Howie? It was one of his first starts against the Cardinals. The year previous to last. I, I'm, 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 I'm taking their word for it. Doogie, Doogie says, I can respect Eli getting in the Hall of Fame in like 40 or 50 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 40 or 50 years on the Veterans Committee. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you. If I had to take... New Orleans didn't have a winning season last year, dog. They didn't have a winning year. 
Oh, New Orleans twice. Oh, okay, New Orleans twice. The year before. New Orleans didn't have a winning record last year. Okay. Okay. Saints, okay. I might take McNabb. As a matter of fact, I would. I would take McNabb. Eli is ninth in all-time passing yards in a game, Stephen, that passing yards. I saw I saw Blake Bortles throw for 400 and some odd yards in a playoff game. I'm really wondering all-time passing yards where you could throw the ball up nowadays and get pass interference almost on every play. It's like Tom Brady says, man, it's like nine on seven today or seven on seven today. I don't know. How he goes, you think Trevor Simeon's good? Trevor Simeon beat Brady last year. <laughs> Dan Fouts is in the Hall of Fame. Got to an AFC championship game, and that was it. Furthest he ever went, lost to the Bengals. Bengals went on to the Super Bowl. It was the Montana first Super Bowl that that Ken Anderson Bengals team went to in Detroit. And I believe it was like 26-21, something like that. It's still to this day the highest rated Super Bowl ever was that Super Bowl in Detroit back in the day, Montana's first. Okay, hey, real, I'm going to get to what I, what I asked you guys to think about, the standards here. But I, I want to show you one more thing here. I want to show you one more thing here on how a quarterback, and you're talking about professional quarterbacks today. Um, Eagles agree to terms with a safety. Okay. Dijewski Tarf? I, I, I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. Who is this guy? Played for the Niners last year? Okay, I, oh, oh, who is he? Then again, that doesn't mean he's not a good player. Okay, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, because that defense was solid. And if he played on that defense a year ago, okay, had to be a factor on it. No no shade. Just because I haven't heard of him because he's on the left coast doesn't necessarily mean he's not a good ball player. Okay? Now, now look. You put him on the other side of Marcus Epps. See, and to me, that's strengthening your roster. That's a fine move. And remember, they got like $4 million against the cap still, so... They were able to fit him in. Okay? He's decent on Madden. Gaming. That's all I need to know. Okay? Do you see? Let's see what uh, Tone says. He played, he played 82% of the defensive snaps on a very good unit a year ago. 6'1", 215. Good. Great. 
Great. Solid deal. 82. Way to go, Tone. I love what Tone went to. He didn't go to tackles. He didn't go to production. If you're playing 82% of the plays, that means they love you and you're on the field for the majority of the game. That's a good sign. That was a remember something. That unit went into Dallas in the postseason, beat the piss out of the Cowboys, and it took one to the Packers. And if he's on the field for that, good. Again, you're never going to hear me. Those are the kind of deals you have to have on your football team. 367 tackles in his career, productive too. Good, man. Forty-nine er fans saying they miss him, and he's a dog. Oh, is that the kid, Marcus, that dropped that game-winning INT? Four INTs last year, safety position. Wow, the more and more you guys are talking about him, the more and more I love it. Played over 80% of the NF, uh, San Francisco snaps since 2017. Wow. Tone, what kind of injury issues? <clears throat> Second round pick from Stanford. Is it Marina? Stanford, right? Not Stanford, Stanford, right? There's a difference. Second round pick, that's a high pick. That's good, man. That's 367 tackles, 80% of the snaps since 2017. Last year, 86% of the snaps. Four picks a year ago. Solid, man. Plus, you're not paying a shitload of money for him. GT. Hey, Tone, put that up there. GT. Cannon on the hot seat. Hey. Bro. <laughs> They're putting everything in that side of the football team. Dude, you better be awful good, man. You better be awful good as a coordinator. <laughs> man. He played at Stanford. Stanford's a pretty damn good um, Division I AA program. But he's a second rounder, too, which means he's got high volume of athleticism. And one thing's for sure. One thing's for sure is that you're playing that amount of plays. You're playing eight out of every 10 snaps on your defense every game. That's great. And last year you played almost nine out of every 10 snaps. That means you were never taken off the field defensively. The more you dissect it, and remember, it's not like he was on a shit unit a year ago. This guy was on a pretty damn good unit. That went far. They went all the way to the NFC title game. That's a good move. That's a really good move. That's another really good move. I would rank this. I would rank all the moves that they've made on defense this year. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna separate the draft choice. The Hassan Reddick move is classically great. And I don't think for an edge rusher that's had Double-digit sacks on two different franchises, okay? I don't think it's a ton of money. 
And he's an edge rusher like T.J. Watt, kind of. Okay? 6'1", 235. He's in that category. He's not going to be a traditional end rusher. Here's some more information. Played 80 of 113 possible games in his career. Does have an injury history. Low risk, high reward. Missed three games in 2021. Totally all over that guy being on my team. With Hurts, are we like... The Elway Broncos with talent around him. Sydney, that's a great take. And thank you very much. It just really seems, doesn't it, that they're putting a lot of talent around Jalen Hurts. It's almost impossible to fail here. Got you again, Sills. Howie. <laughs> oh. Hertz has to ball out. Here, let me go back and ask you now. They make a move today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, NFC East and a playoff win. That's the benchmark. Do we agree? No. That's... What will will tolerate? That's the floor. For it to be a successful season this year. I'm talking team-wise. I'm not talking Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae. We've talked about this. Okay? The least that will tolerate for this 2022 season is we win the East. Do I think we're better than the Cowboys? Completely, I do. Do I think that Jalen's better than Dak? Absolutely not. But do I think we have a better running attack? I do. Do I think we have a better O-line? I do. Do I think we have a better tight end? I do. Do I think A.J. Brown's better than C.D. Lamb? I do. I think Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard are a lot alike. I think that's a push. Zeke is toast. I don't see shit out of that guy. And the other and the other wide receiver, what's the kid that's hurt? A Gallup, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's not back until October. Off his knee injury. So Devontae has that covered. Almost like 9 out of 10 positions on offense. The Eagles are better than the Cowboys. And I don't know how other people don't see that. Master says 13-3 and and show up in the NFC Championship game. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Weak benchmark, Howie the Weasel says. When's the last time you won an NFC East? When's the last time you won a playoff game? Two things you haven't done in a few years. Let's get there.
The Tart Kid's on a one-year deal. Another prove-it deal for Howie. Same thing Bradbury. Holy shit, that team will look completely different next year if these dudes don't all ball out. Hey, Mojo, man. Thank you, brother. Please hit the like button, guys. I know I haven't been saying it enough. Hey, by the way, 2019? It's not too bad. That's not too bad. James, and and, and Tone, I'm going to tell you one more time. And guys, I don't know what it is with the Eagles, but the moment for me that was entrenched forever was on that fourth down play when Jeffries dropped that pass in New Orleans. I'll go to my grave saying this. If that fucker catches that pass and they win that game, they go to another NFC championship game and I'm not getting rid of Foles. I'm not getting rid of Foles. God forbid that guy. I Tone, he agrees with me. That drop changed everything. It would have kept things rolling. I don't think they would have got rid of Foles. I think they would have got rid of Wentz. You can't get rid of a guy who won two NFC titles for you and a Super Bowl MVP and go, eh. And by the way, as I've been telling you, look at what happened to Foles. Think about this too, Tone. Think about this. So after Foles leaves Philly, he goes to Jacksonville, and I've been telling you guys this lately, Doug Marone coaches him, and then he goes to Chicago, where I just got to telling you, nobody succeeds a quarterback there. This guy's got the shittiest coaching of anybody over the last four years. Just shit coaching. How are you going to succeed in Jacksonville and in a place in Chicago where they don't develop quarterbacks? Okay? Eagles would have destroyed the Rams in 2018. I agree. I think they would have beat the Rams and went back into the Super Bowl again. And I think it would have been a rematch with the Patriots. And the Patriots didn't want to see that Eagle team because they beat the hell out of them the year previous. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's no way the Patriots wanted to see that team again. Dude, of all the games under the Belichick era, I've never seen a team in one of his wave a white flag like I did after the Eagles got done with that Super Bowl with him. Okay. No, I, I completely agree. Dude, I, I, okay. Matt Nagy destroyed Nick Foles. <laughs> Dude, how we men? I'm sure I'm going to get a text message too from these guys. Hey, man, what do you think of my GM now? Mm. You'll be calling me for Tyler Van Dyke soon. So behave yourselves. Hey, behave yourselves. See, that's something I got on Howie now. Howie, you want me to talk to Tyler for you? Just let me know. Oh, by the way, hey, you guys are going to be doing this, Sills. See, this is what I'm going to – you know what I'm going to have you guys do? 
You know what I'm going to have you guys do? You guys are going to start the shit for me. Yeah. Jalen's going to be on the watchful eye of all of us. And if it doesn't start happening to happen, Tone, guess what I'm going to do? Hey, Tyler. Tyler. Eagle fans want you to come up and play at the link. Silly Oda Howie. How you doing? You need a quarterback? I got you covered. University of Miami's got a kid for you. Hold on here for a second. I screwed up. My wife asked me to go somewhere with her and totally blanked on our interview. No, we're coming up here now. So I'm going to take a time out here, okay? And I'm going to see if we can get this all fixed up here with, with Howard here. So hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Mommy Slam Dunk Champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. 
Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Um, Howard Balzer apologizes. He had a family emergency, and he will not be joining us today. So it's just you and me. And I appreciate everybody hanging tight with me here on this Friday. Thank you so much. Apologize again. Um, I wanted to talk to him about Mike Tomlin also and Donovan McNabb, but we'll get to that another time. So, guys, please hit that like button. Real quick, before we get back into what we were hitting up on here, um, do you see how Patrick Mahomes handled the whole Tyree Kill stuff? Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, man. You see how he handled it when he was asked the question when, I guess, Hill went on a podcast and he was saying how two was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Do you see how he handled it? He goes, hey, man, you know, he's got to back his quarterback, um, you know, he wants to show that he's a good teammate. There's no problems here. He goes, does it bug you? He goes, well, I was a little surprised, but he's doing what any good teammate would do. Isn't that what A.J. Brown has been doing to Jalen Hurts and to Devontae Smith? Right? That's what good teammates do. You go into a situation that's brand new, and what you want to try to do is, it's not that you're throwing false narratives out. I would probably think that Tyreek Hill is probably surprised with the accuracy of Tua. And he expanded on it. There's nobody in their right mind would sit here and go like this. Well, I'll take Tua Tuck-Viola over Patrick Mahomes. Nobody in his right mind would ever say anything like that. So he was just being a good teammate. But you know what the media likes to do? They like to like, you know, as you guys say, stir the pot. And so to me, it's it, it, he's being a good teammate, Greg. It's a it's a damn good signing. Eighty six percent of the plays last year, three hundred ninety seven tackles since he's been a, a starter there. He's been on one of the better units in the NFC. Forty nine er defense is an outstanding group, and he plays eight out of ten plays last year. Almost nine out of every ten plays. He's had small injury issues. He was a second round draft choice. I'll tell you what, man. 6'1", 225, at a position that they need, creating depth. You're not having to pay a ransom for him. I think it's a great sign. I think it's a truly professional NFL signed by a general manager. That's what makes your rosters great right there. Those kind of moves there. You know, the, the high-profile signings, okay, that's one thing. But when you get signings like that that can make an impact on your team, not breaking the bank, and you get a solid pro, you, you basically hired a solid professional. Okay, it's a solid professional. Okay? Yeah, right. That's a great analogy. Tone just said this, and I'm stealing from Tone here. It's like the Patrick Robinson signing at 17. What if that guy turns out to get five or six picks this year? And the secondary is going to benefit from all those new players in the front seven. Look at what they've done in the front seven. Milton Williams is going to be a factor. He's going to be better. I'm expecting Fletcher Cox to have a better year. 
Hardgrave, okay? I think Hardgrave's going to ball out. He's, he's under his last year of his, of his contract. Think about that for a minute. Look at all these dudes. Watch this. Look at on that. Look at on that Eagle defense here. Watch this. This is crazy. If this thing falls, do you know the underlining secret on what Howie has done? If it bombs, there's no anchor around his neck. Watch this. Fletcher Cox, one year. Hardgrave, one year. He's in the last year of his deal. One guy 14-4, the other guy 12-9. 12-7. Bradbury, one year. Tart, one year. What is he? What is, what's he got? Hassan Reddick on the three-year deal. Look at that. You could have massive movement next year. Replace both your DTs. Well, you got a guy in the waiting on a rookie deal. Bradbury and Tart could be replaced in the draft next year. Go cheaper there. Reddick, I'm assuming, is going to be a $15 million per. It's not bad. Okay? Hey, big sales. I, I, I think it's going to be – I think you've got to put Epps – I think Epps has got to play. I think Epps has got to play, man. I think he's got to play. That's a really good deal. That's a really good deal, man. Tyreek Hill knows Tua. AJ isn't. AJ, hold on here. AJ hasn't been saying Howie. Hey, Devontae, man, he's the number one. Holy cow. Wow, we, we got two number ones. The um this 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 guy here, man, there's so much more for him to be able to get better on. Man, Jalen Hurts looks absolutely great. That's the same shit, dude. That's the same shit that he's saying. That's what good teammates do. Jeremiah says, rebuild and retool next year. Nate, I, I, I like players coming in. Okay, I like players coming in going and, 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 and throwing their arms around. I love what A.J. Brown is doing. I'm a giant fan of his. I love his demeanor. I love his attitude. I love his work ethic. I love his size. I love his production. There's nothing not to like about that player. That's why that guy got 20-some-odd million dollars. I'm good with that. That's the kind of guy you... Hey, you're hoping you get that. And all those things I said, what you don't want is, I don't want to give a guy $25 million. He comes in, just gets his targets and bitches when they don't get the targets, win or lose. I hate that guy. That's Odell Beckham. I hate that guy. I hate the guy that puts his head down, team wins, he gets eight targets, and he moans about it. I can't, I can't Seth Joyner was on with us. 
And he was talking about a wide receiver who did that when he was in Arizona for that brief stint. He couldn't believe it. He was right then and there. He knew the team had no chance of being successful because that guy wasn't looking out for the team concept. Mike, I think A.J. Brown's press conferences have been impressive as well. I'm, I'm so impressed with him. They really, look, this offseason, they have done such a great job at getting people. You know what's really cool? So did they have like some sort of like parade for Hassan Reddick coming home and shit like that? They had some parade for him. AJ's raving about the team. Jordan Davis is talking about the great grub in the city and the great fans. The Kobe Dean loves the org. I have never seen this. This friend, think about where you were. Hey, Tone, think about the tone of the locker room two years ago. Coach hated GM. GM hated coach. Two quarterbacks. One was a good dude. The other one is confused and maybe still confused. Okay? Locker room like this guy, like that guy. Some people thought in the room they hate. You're st- By the way, there's still remnants of that on this football team. You know where that is? You still got five five and a half million dollars of dead cap money with that Alshon Jeffries deal. Yeah, Odell Beckham was instrumental and humble with the Rams. He got humbled. You mean he was humbled? You mean he was humbled? He wasn't humble. In Cleveland. Okay. He was humbled. He was humbled. Reddick said to a reporter, and I said, I really like the vibe of the team. True, and we got destroyed as fans. Ray Diddy says the best describing Eagle fans and all of our sports teams. Dude, I, I I think the best the best the city has is the Eagle fans. And I would even say this to you too. And I know it's been 47 years. Okay. But one day the Flyer fans will reemerge. And your first true parade. Well, 67, you had a I'm assuming you had a victory something when the Sixers won. But 67, okay. I don't know what happened when that Sixer team won. I, I, I don't know. But when the Broad Street Bullies won, okay, that was your first big parade. Hockey in Philly, nobody knew if it would work. That's a phenomenal fan base. Let me just say this to you, man. When Flyers play the Lightning and they go to Tampa and you go into that arena – I'm going to tell you one thing, and I'll tell you a secret. You guys want to hear a secret? Michael, you want to hear a secret? The Tampa Bay Lightning will not sell lower bowl tickets to Flyers, Red Wings, or Ranger fans. You can If you're wearing a gear, you ever notice when you watch the Lightning play, you'll never see fans in the lower bowl 
with the gear on. Organization despises that. The Yankees have kind of started adopting that. Flyer fans used to show up all the time at the arena. <laughs> it would be circled with Flyer fans. Lindros jerseys and Perot jerseys and uh, Clark jerseys. Man, they hated the Flyer fans rolling in. There's so many Philadelphia fans in Tampa. Hey, I, I worked there 15 years, man. And every time the Eagles come into town or any time the Phillies rolled in there, like for the World Series, it was a nightmare. It was a shit show. Hey, every time. Oh, my God. She, one of our afternoon guys was, 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 from, was born in Philadelphia, man. Oh, man. It was Rick Tockett's my boy, man. Oh, Rick Tockett's my boy. Absolutely. Hey, Flyer Nation will be back, man. I'd love to, the Tortorella hiring. I think Kobe would be happy, but he's he's no to temper expectations. Hey, man, I don't know about Kobe tempering expectations. I interviewed Kobe once on my show. Let me tell you something, man. That guy was different when he retired than he was when he was still playing. Kobe Bryant was just a laser-focused dude, man. Joseph, I love Tampa. I love Tampa. I worked there 15 years in the morning drive, and we were number one the whole time. Oh, my God. Hey, Master. Master goes Clearwater Training Facility to the Phillies. Master, I used to go over there. Ugh. Come on. Come on. Come on. The manager. The manager. The manager of the Phillies then. Oh, my God. Cleveland. Terry Francona. Terry Francona used to invite me over to Clearwater. And he used to invite me over to Clearwater. And, dude, one day I walk over. Here's a great story. Okay? You guys are going to love this. So one day, man, he hears me on the radio because DAE is a gigantic station in South or in, in Tampa. And he, hey, hey Joseph, Joseph, he, he, he loved it. Cause you know, look, Dunedin has the Blue Jays. The Yankees are on Dale Mabry. Duh. And I used to go to all these facilities. Um, the Astros are in Kissimmee. The Pirates are in Bradenton. The Red Sox are in Fort Myers. All those teams are in that area there. So Francona invites me down. And he knows one of my favorite ballplayers. There's like three favorite baseball players. I have Reggie Jackson, Clemente, and Dick Allen. And so he goes, I got something for you. Come here. And I've showed some of you this. So he goes like this to me. He goes, Sells, throws the baseball to me. Here's a Dick Allen baseball. And I was like, holy, man, I love Dick Allen. Holy cow, man. There's Dick Allen. Look at that. 
No, Mets aren't in St. Pete anymore. They're over on the east side. Look at that. 1961 Rookie of the Year. I think he was with the Dodgers then. That's Dick Allen. Major League Baseball. Yeah, you know who got me this, man? Yeah, Terry Francona got me this. <laughs> Terry Francona got me that Dick Allen signed baseball. Man, I love Dick Allen. Missed the Hall of Fame by one vote. There's a new rule now. Hopefully, they end up getting him in. All right, we're going to take our final timeout. Guys, please hit the like button. I've got one more thing to say on what we accomplished this week. And it's truly about what went down today. Hey, the TARP signing is spectacular. I want to expand on that a little bit more. We'll hit on that next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story on that can you search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
appreciate you coming aboard the National Football Show. Do I have Bed and Eric's name in here? I found this old book here. See how many Eagle guys I have in here. These are most of these dudes are dead. Look at this, Kevin Gogan. These most of these numbers are no good. Kevin Gogan, Frank Gifford. Hold on here. I had Willie Mays' number in here. Steve Schott, the owner of the A's. I thought I had Bed Nerick's number in here. Yeah, I thought I had Bed Nerick's number in here. Well, look at these guys. There's Jerome Brown. There's Willie Brown. That's the vice president's boyfriend. <laughs> Mayor of San Francisco. There's Jerome Brown. That's his address. Shady Rest Court. Yeah, man, that's some fun stuff. I, I, I found his book. And I was sitting there. I'm going like this. I'm going like, man, is that Jerome? So you guys know Bruce Allen back in the day when he was with the Raiders? Isn't it great to see some of this stuff when you guys find it? Look at that, man. Jerome Brown's phone number. Pretty cool. You know what's cool about, hey, Jerome and I used to sit on the phone when he was in Philly. And I go, bro, you're from Brooksville, Florida, man. What are you doing up there? The place is going to eat you alive. Because, nah, man, ain't like that. Ain't like that. Because I, I, I had heard all the, hey, I had, I had heard all of that, right? And so I'm like, man, what's it like? I'm with the Bucks. I'm the 56th player taken. Jerome was the ninth. I had a year left. I left early. I left as a junior. And Jerome, Jerome, Played all four years. I left as a junior. And 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 both of Jimmy's defensive tackles have been drafted. We, we're like some of the highest drafted duos of all time in college football history. And I go, what's it like playing there, dude? And he's like, oh, he's fans. Get on your shit, man. <laughs> I go, do you like it? He goes, yeah. I go, so do you consider it home? He goes, yeah. My mom loves it here. My dad's not so sure. He goes, but my mom loves it. You got to know the Brown family, man. Very religious, really cool. <sighs> Willie Senior is a great dude. Great dude. Hey, Sims, we got big problems. Eagles drafted Jerome Brown. Hey, man. You know, sometimes I get emotional when I talk about it, but can I tell you why I enjoy talking to you guys? 
Tone, you'll like this. I don't think you've ever heard it. Okay? The reason I love talking to you guys. I saw all of you at Jerome's funeral. Every player from Seth. Chris Carter wasn't even on the team anymore. Clyde Simmons. Matt Patchen. Dave Remington. Randall. Keith Jackson. Keith Byers, all of his Canes teammates, all of his high school from Hernando High, were all in this church. Some NFL people, Lawrence Taylor showed up. Other people that he had come in contact with, I think Barkley showed up. And I think Barkley was there. And we're all in this place. I mean, I'm looking, me, me and my wife are looking around. We're all in tears. Me and my wife are looking. Andre Waters was there. Wes Hopkins was there. Dude, Andre Waters, man, became a dear friend of mine. He lived in Tampa at the end. Tone says, you were made for Philly market sales. Path led you here to make history. I saw all them players and how they, and then today I'm now friends with Seth. Seth and I text back and forth and he, he just loves me. He's like, man, you're everything he said. <laughs> you're crazy. You say crazy shit. Sometimes shit gets you in trouble, but you're just like him. That's what buddy said. You two guys are, you, you guys are just exactly, we were, we were exactly alike. We, Jerome, I never thought about it until someone said something to me the other day about it. We were a lot alike. We were the people that created that whole gangster mentality at UM. I went out of my way. I went out of my way to expand the outlaw image of that program. I went out of my way. Oh my God, I just loved intimidating people, and he was part of it. Then you that Philly defense, he couldn't have went to a better place. Yeah, man. The look, think about this for a second, right? Hey, Philly, two DTs have died. Andre, unfortunately. Right? I don't th- Hey, Marcus, I don't think Eric Allen was on that team, that initial team that Jerome showed up in in 87. I don't think he was, man. Oh, no. Retzlaff died? Wow. Hey, man. Wow, what a great Eagle player, man. That guy was a freaking legend. Dude, what a legendary player, man. Steven goes, I hated the damn Hurricanes. West Virginia fan when Major Harrison Company was there. That's another great fan base. Didn't Brown die in a car crash? Yes. With his um, cousin, 
He died in a car crash. It was a test drive too, believe it or not, in a Corvette. He had drove it off the lot. Two seconds he was in a ditch and lost control of the car. They tried revive. Well, he tried pushing the car off everybody, but it wasn't happening. Mike goes, Waters had so much pride in the way he played the game. He was never the best, but he left his – dude, Andre Waters. <laughs> hey, Andre Waters, dude. Andre Waters is one of these kind of guys, just so you know. You start joking around with him a little too much, and he thinks you're you're messing with him, and he thinks you're being disrespectful to him. You could have to put your hands up, and even if he liked you. He ain't one of them guys, man, where you start, like, you can't fuck around with him too much. <laughs> That's That wasn't who he was. I love the guy, okay? I mean, I knew what he was. You see, there's certain dudes in a locker room where you can mess around with. Some of the guys are really cool. You know, you can, you can joke around and you can't ever go too far. There's some dudes like Andre Waters, absolutely rest in peace. Hey, there's some dudes, though, you keep pushing it, man. You're going to have to fight the guy. And, hey, don't take it personal. Don't Because when you fight him, okay, he'll come back at you and he'll tell you. He goes, hey, you know, I love you, man. But, you know, we, I, <laughs> if you're not ready for that, you may have to go again. I have fought teammates like that. Hey, don't do that shit with me, guy. Because I'll kick your ass and hug you right after. That ain't going to happen. I did that in a locker room with Detroit. We had a guy, Mark Spindler. Mark Spindler, he goes like this. I was third in Pennsylvania wrestling. I was an AAU champion. And I and he knew it. And I go like this. Okay. We had a – hey, honest to God, there was a square with the Lions logo in the middle of the locker room. Jerry Ball will tell you, and so will Lomas Brown. And he came up to me. He goes, let's wrestle right now. I go – all right, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to wrestle you here. I'm going to pin you in five seconds. And when I pin you, I don't want you to get upset and try to fight me because I don't want to fight. Do I have a deal? He thought I was crazy. Everyone circled around. I go, he goes, five seconds. I go, five seconds. I picked him up and slammed him and pinned him in five seconds. He jumped up and he went, I go, I went just like this, look. <laughs> and he goes, and he was my roommate in camp. And Spindler goes like this every day. My, my girlfriend, now my wife, called and goes, what are you doing? I go, Mark's wrestling me again because he can't take that I pinned him in five seconds. <laughs> oh, man. This guy's in a locker room, man. Oh, of course I met Reggie. I met Reggie White numerous times. Okay. Met him numerous times. All right. My friends, thank you so much. Had a spectacular week. Spectacular week. We thank you so much. Tone, appreciate you, Mariano, revering it today and stepping in for Xander. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. Till Monday, have a great weekend, a great Father's Day on Sunday, and we'll see you on the flip side. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. 
not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.